Here at Soul Infusion, our goal is finding a path of awareness through personal empowerment and healing to grow as individuals and as a collective through conscious existence. By discussing different healing modalities, energy work, and all things metaphysical, we strive to increase your individual consciousness and well-being to positively affect the collective consciousness. We invite you to join us on our journey of honest self-discovery and truth. So raise your frequency and let the good vibes flow. This is Soul Infusion. The following podcast series is designed to educate, entertain, and inform, not to provide medical advice. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Infusion. I'm Jen. And I'm Tracy. Today, we're talking about past life regression, which is taking an individual back through their previous lives to recover memories that are hidden deep in the subconscious mind. Many people believe that the events from our past life can affect our current lives. Our guest today is Nesha Asale. After two decades in the corporate world, Nesha felt the need to change paths. She wanted to help stressed and burned out leaders get out of their overwhelmed state and achieve overall well-being. Today, Nesha holds various certifications such as Yasui Reiki Master, Spiritual Life Coach, Mindfulness Master Practitioner, Crystal Healing, and Angel Guide. She's also a member of the International Natural Healers Association. Nesha is an eternal student of personal growth, personal development, and metaphysical practices. Through her work, she helps individuals heal blockages, uplift their spirits, and discover untapped potential to achieve personal transformation and transform transformational change. Welcome, Nesha. Thank you so much for having me today. Actually, I have to start with something funny. I was hearing my bio and uh, right there, I'm like, look at this bio. I don't want people to get scared. I still struggle to find my phone every morning. So <laughs> we're normal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for having me today. I'm so excited. <laughs> so Nisha, before we get into the work that you do, tell us more about your gifts and how they affect your daily work. And I hear like many, like many of us, you discover them at a very young age. So can you tell us about that? Absolutely, I can. Um, it's so funny. I, um, I remember vividly, I was about five, six years old. I was in my mother's uh, living room. And there was this person outside the window looking at me with such a beautiful smile. And I smiled back and suddenly the eyes started to glow beautifully. But I was six years old when that happened. I'm like, wait a second, this is not normal. That's when I freaked out. So immediately I blocked it. I'm like, I, I can't do this. I will still have episodes all through my life, but I would discount them and I would like, no, maybe I'm making it up, etc. But the real magic happened in the latter part of my dreams, like when I was about to uh, wake up. So I had visitations from family members, from people that I didn't know, family members of friends, etc., with messages. And those I took always to heart and will share them because I was not seeing them physically. Um, 
but through all my life, I have had exposures. Then uh, about, uh, I would say about five years ago, um, I, I feel the need to say, you know, it, it's, it's time, it's time to share, <laughs> to develop and share. That's where all the certifications <laughs> came about. So let's, let's jump into the topic. I love your story. Let's jump into the topic of past life regression. And so just walk us through what a typical session is like. I want to demystify a little bit past life regression. Um, this is not something that um, is scary. This is not something that is, uh, oh my God, what am I going to find? Um, what I have requested from my guys is to share with me the elements of that life that will help the person heal. So a typical past life regression, which by the way, I discovered by accident, I was taking a mediumship course um, and my teacher said, okay, it's time to, for me to do one-on-one -on -one coaching. So I said, oh, of course. So I sat down with my teacher. I got into the song. It was a mediumship to a course to channel people that had crossed over. So that's what I was expecting. And suddenly I see this beautiful image of my teacher as a pilgrim, um, as an early settler. I'm like, uh, I don't know if you have ancestry in that realm, but I, this is what I'm seeing. And you're gorgeous and you have two daughters and you have um, um, a doting husband, by the way. And there's people persecuting you because she, uh, you're dealing with herbs, you're dealing with uh, tonics and people were cataloging you as a witch. She's like, stop. I've been having dreams all my life about uh, being uh, burned as a witch. I don't think this is mediumship. I think you're reading my past life. And that's, the rest is history. That's how everything started. And I wanted to share that story because that's typically how a session goes. Basically, I'll go through a meditation with the person so that both of us just release all some of the tensions and preconceptions that we may have. And once we're in a state of uh, calmness, I basically tap into your uh, psychic self and the images start to uh, pour through with elements that uh, are important for uh, validation and are important for your healing journey. The outcomes of the sessions are always confidential, so I can share snippets of what happens, uh, but uh, you know that this is such a personal journey uh, that that's the way that I prefer it. The beauty of it, even is if the most skeptical person will always say, oh my God, I resonate with this. I had a dream about that. It's so funny because I cannot stop reading about this particular period of time. I'm just obsessed with it. So it is always something that the person can, um, it clicks on the person that serves as a validation. I am just so excited that you're here because I can't wait to talk, like to tell you and ask a bazillion questions. I'm <laughs> in. Said is completely. I mean, it's so amazing. I I can't tell you how your journey resonates with me. Um, I am a Reiki master. I do a Suyan Kundalini, and I have started to get. I started to get again by accident. 
um, during my sessions, I would see as I was working on the different centers of the different meridians um, and where there are blockages and even where there are untapped gifts. Like I always tell people, it's not all about blockages and sort of like doing, doing this dirty shadow work, which it's not dirty, it's very important. But I'm saying like people get a little fearful sometimes when they know that they might have some emotions unlocked during session. And I, I'm very frank with them and have boxes of Kleenex there. But when I go in, I wanted to let them know that there's untapped gifts that I'm also going to read as well. And every time I would start to go over these centers, I would see them as you did. Like I would see a character and sometimes it wouldn't even be like if they're female or, you know, I would see a male or a child or I would get these pictures and like images of a scene, if you will. But I know that person was solely connected to that scene. And I would try to ask, is this the child or is that the parent figure? And it just started to happen. And, and sometimes it was not so pleasant. And there were some things locked in with that energy that they had that I was working on. And other times it was just so amazing. And I'm thinking, you were an amazing leader at one point, you know, and I, so I started to incorporate them. I asked them prior to session, because sometimes they just wanted Reiki, if they're interested in hearing this information, because some people just don't, they don't want to hear that. You know? Yes. You have to be ready. Um, I I love your approach, Jen, because sometimes spirit is so insistent. I'm like, well, but but it may not be their time. So I use my personal guides to basically filter out. And most of the time that helps a lot because most of the time when I hear it, that person is ready, I start very gently. Hey, I'm seeing this, um, but... uh, we can dismiss it if you don't want to hear it. A hundred percent of the time is like, no, now tell me. <laughs> no, uh, but I love it. Usually if they're coming to you, they're pretty open about it. So yes. you kind of know to go into that. But what I wanted to ask you is, you answered my question sort of in like, how can, we're going to go into how this really can help them. Um, but I feel like, and I, I'm curious to see what you have to say, because sometimes I struggle with how they take that experience away. I want them to know that there's some guides want them to hear this for some reason, you know? Yeah. So how would you say, how does this really help a person? And then I'll, I, I, I'm so curious to see what you say, because I, I have my own like practice that I really feel strongly about, but I'm wondering like if I'm the only person out there that thinks this way, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> so whatever, that- that's- the best way that I can describe it, I am a cook. I love to cook. I I use that as my meditation, putting stuff together and coming out. I use my pressure cooker a lot. And that's the way that I can describe it. When you have blockages, when you have unhealed elements of your life, this one or previous one, you're creating pressure. And on when you don't tackle that when you don't address that is start creating more pressure like a pressure cooker right and over time that unfolds in true medical conditions meaning physical emotional medical conditions so a hundred percent of the time a hundred percent of the time thank goodness today when i tap into a past life that there's deep trauma and the person chooses okay i'm i'm gonna step in and heal it the pressure starts to come off. So that is the beauty of addressing this. And I actually, I'm going to share with you, I had a past life reading with a person 
and I say, I, I see you in this perspective. Um, basically, it was during the French Revolution. You are very vocal. You're a male. And uh, literally, people were really, really, you steered the crowds. So the leadership was um, annoyed at you. And you got accused of uh, treason, and they wanted to um, behead you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and this person is basically steering the crowds now in the opposite direction of what you did, which was to elevate the, the population, right, and fight for rights. This person now in the event is trying to steer the crowd to basically make them vote for you to be uh, punished for this stuff. Uh, and I feel this person is close to you right now. She's like, I'm having the chills because that I think that person is my neighbor. We're still having struggles, a lot of struggles. Literally the minimum things will trigger each other off. Um, and after the session, they actually had a conversation re not related to the past life, just expressing their thoughts, etc. But because she came with another energy, because she knew the trajectory, they were able to patch things up. So that happens a lot. It's not necessarily that it fixes the issue. It just releases the tension because it helps you understand where the issue is coming from and then decompresses the emotion around it so that you can address it better. I have a question and Jen, you might answer this too. And Nash, I think you know this, like I, during some of my Reiki sessions have <clears throat> been picking up on past lives, but it's injuries like trauma. Um, and I don't know, is that like past life regression or is that, cause it sounds like with what you're talking about, like sometimes good things come through and sometimes like it's whatever they need to hear. Mm -hmm. But I feel like I'm picking up on past life trauma. Like they're, they're injuries that these people have received. And it's only happened a few different times. And it's with people that I'm comfortable with that, that it's actually with everybody. Um, it's uh, been people that do Reiki too, that I'm comfortable saying like, hey, I'm picking up this. Do you want to hear it? Um, so is that different than what you're doing? Or is that just me starting down that path? I think it's starting down that path of past. It is past life regression. Anything that is an image of something that is not current, I consider it past, uh, past life regression because it's not out of this time. Um, I think is sharing with you the element. And I love what you said, Tracy, is with people that I feel comfortable on, people that are typically Reiki <clears throat> uh, practitioners as well. Something that I want people though to understand is what with all these modalities like Akashic Records, past life regressions, etc., the channel, the, the medium, um, the three of us, is a filter, but we only can filter what we have been able to heal, well, the path that we have been able to clear out. I personally still do, I do my Akashic records on my own, but whenever I identify a blockage that I'm not quite sure and it's not coming through, I still tap into someone that I really, really trust um, I say, okay, there's a blockage. It's not coming through my own Akashi records. Can you help me 
channel it through so that I can heal it and then be a, of better service to others. So yeah, I, that's a long answer to oh, your question of that, that yes, uh, I think it is past life regression and definitely is the beginning of it. I will foster it. Woo. <laughs> I, I actually want to add to that, like, and, and here's what I was guided to do. And I want to see if you resonate with this. I feel like I actually go into that. I see the person in that scene. And when I'm in there, cause I do the reading and I kind of see where their issues are. And I think it's for me, the sharing of the past life experience with them, they get the Reiki and everything, but I feel like that sharing of that experience actually allows them to know how deep this goes. It's really not just about what happened even in your childhood, although it manifests a lot of yep. times thing in your childhood. I feel like I want them to know just how deep this pain is and that like, this is something that really needs addressed. And- um, Oh my God, yeah. And I also actually go into- that past life. And I actually try to send love, like absolute, like love, eternal and unconditional love to that particular person in my Reiki, as I go through and try to help their bodies heal these emotional centers and blockages. And then also with their gifts, I really try to speak to that person to come through in this lifetime. Like I actually talk to the other people as well. I was just guided to do that. And, um, the reaction is really interesting, you know, because I believe in time being cyclical, not linear. Correct. So I actually believe in going into that lifetime and see, talking to that person in a way. So, um, no, this is really woo woo. Now I'm going. I, why I love it. <laughs> Bring out the woo. <laughs> no, I am totally in the zone. Um, I have to say, Jen, that I approach it a little bit different. So my guys, what they have shared with me is exactly what you shared. It's not a linear path. Like, for example, we can have a lifetime that our past, like immediate last one was um, in the Renaissance. And then the one before was in the 1950s. And then the one, it doesn't matter because at the end of the day, this is earth school. We are here to heal and to bring awareness and to expand so that we can bring all of that expansion to the oneness, uh, which is the ultimate goal to return to it, right? It's not necessarily linear, but what, what you can interpret as quasi linear is the trauma, right? You did something in whatever lifetime, let's say um, the hippies, you were a hippie. The following lifetime, you went back to uh, the 1200s. And that, if you did not address that trauma, that gets compounded. And then you came into 2022 as an adult, and you're carrying all of that because you requested to come back to address and be a better person and expand, but the current circumstances do not allow you, that gets compounded and compounded. So when I address something, I, you're, I'm addressing a lineage, right? So I'm talking to the person 
sometimes verbally to the person that is sitting in front of me. And sometimes, you know, uh, I communicate uh, psychically that you have to let this go. You have to address it. And honestly, there has been um, elements that um, I tell people, I, I, even though I'm talking to the person psychically to the trajectory of lives, I'm saying to the person, this happened, this happened, this happened. You're being asked for to do this. If you're ready, we can dig deeper into that particular area. But um, as of now, you, you have to open up. You're closing too much. Yeah. Does that make sense? Totally. And, and I do believe it's compounded. I think too, one of the things that I had had one of our guests point out is that I sometimes can like jump. We actually can. I feel like jump from this time period to that time period and maybe just deliver that healing or that energy so that they work on that healing on their own. Again, I don't do anything myself. I literally just shine love on that lifetime so that I can illuminate it for the person. I guess, I don't know. Cause I, I think I, I do jump around. <laughs> Remember, I'm a jumper. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe that's what happens. Maybe it's me that's just going around and around. And but yeah, I, can, I can share with you. I, I as of this time, as of, I have identified 18 past life of my own. Wow. And none of them are linear. They have been all over the place, right? But with each and every one of them, it's like, a, again, like that pressure cooker, like, oh, okay, I feel better. <laughs> uh, and of course, I do my spiritual practices and, and um, my meditations and stuff to help me do the final uh, brooming of the crumbs that were left over. But but, but yeah, it, it is. It couldn't go back and forth. Do you feel that you, um, like, and I've heard this happen too, when people get to a certain age and it was the age of some trauma that they had in the past life, that, that like, it's, it's a similar trigger at a particular age. Do you ever see that? Because I don't get that, but I've heard that happens, you know? So that is a very interesting question because I was talking to my husband the other day and I say, I don't know, but... I'm very observant about patterns and I would recommend everyone to watch their patterns. There's always a pattern of, of some sort. And I'm going to give you an example in a little bit. I was talking to my husband. I'm like, I'm seeing a pattern and now I'm obsessed with patterns. <laughs> Every single person, when they reach to their 40s, it's kind of like you are living the need to meet other people's expectations. You're leaving the need to um, be such a people pleaser. But at the same time, because you're leaving all of that, you're tapping into this deep healing trauma that most of the time uh, comes from your childhood. But in our universe, it, it goes way back, right? But to your question, I have not identified necessarily that when you are in your teens, if something happens in your teens in a past life, it comes through. What I have seen is that people just hit the fan and say, after their 40s, and say, I 
there's something that is blocking me. There's something that I know doesn't allow me to move forward. I, I, there's like a wall. What was happening? That's what I identify. Can yeah. I, we jump back? You had mentioned that you the Akashic records and the past life regression. Can you explain what the difference is between the two? So the Akashic records is the library of all your past lives uh, of all of your existence, even from the beginning of time. So basically think about it as the most massive library in the universe. And by the way, I'm very excited because I'm a reader. So I would love to tap into everything. <laughs> uh, my dream is to be like um, Belle in the scene when the beast gives the massive library. Anyhow, imagine that. Um, that records all of your um, um, past lives, right? Um, and all of the learnings and lessons um, that you have to, that you have, that you have gone through and that um, have happened. Now, the Akashic record also holds the possibilities of the future. And the reason for that is possibilities, very important is possibilities because we are born with free will. So there are many decisions that we can take that can change those possibilities for the future. Um, the Akashi records are uh, basically guarded by the highest level uh, of beings of light. Um, and literally, up to this point, I have not uh, found that uh, quite just yet, but um, I have, I know that there have been times where the, um, um, uh, the guys and, and um, the masters of the Akashi records have not allowed a person to come in because they're not ready. So that's how heavily guarded they are. It has to be with purity of heart and great intentions that you were able to access them and download the information. And um, in terms of past life, you're um, tapping into the person's psychically, uh, basically that aura uh, just to understand what happened. The Akashic records will tell you when it happened, how it happened, why it happened. <laughs> like literally um, I channel every morning just to give me guidance for the day. And that will be like um, maybe half a page to three quarters of a page. When I tap into the Akashic records, it could be four pages of information just to put it simplistically. Yeah, no, yeah that's, that's, that's a good explanation, yeah. Do, so, okay, let's jump into then if someone's getting a session, does the client need to do anything specific in preparation for a session? So I typically recommend normal stuff, do a meditation before the session. You don't have to be a believer, just be open to the possibilities. We are still going to do a meditation together, a very short one uh, before we start, but I would recommend that you do one on your own. Other than those two things, so to be open to the possibilities, what I typically like is for a person to identify not tell me identify a pattern and I'm going to give you my own I always hit a wall it's so funny you mentioned in the bio I spent 20 years in corporate America and then uh, almost six years ago I, I had to transition I couldn't do it anymore but it's very interesting my pattern was that I would overwork because of all of that necessity to please my bosses and leaders etc 
And then when I go offer a promotion, I will say, no, I, I don't want it. And I just didn't know why. I, I, it it came automatic. It was not until I actually sat down. I'm like, why am I doing this to myself in every single company, every single job that I that I have? And then it, it was something that happened in a previous life. So I feel worthy in this life, um, et cetera, et cetera. So what I recommend also, so meditation, come open to the possibilities. You can have doubts, but don't let that doubt turn into fear that will block the flow of the information. And number three, identify a pattern that you see in your life. Do not tell me about it, but that becomes your intention for the session. I I, I can't even believe you said the 40s because that's when this shit hit the fan for me. Like, unbelievably. <laughs> I don't want to get too personal because people will hear this, but like I went through some major life changes in my 40s, like and it just kept going. And yep. this person I thought of that I was before that just turned into like this complete opposite person. I actually was watching myself from like outside myself, like yep. what's happening? You know, I, I can't even, and, and I so, so resonate with you, the corporate America. I just, for me, um, it has to be within certain parameters because I had the potential to just keep moving. And I literally was not resonating with that pathway because it just demanded so much of my being. And because of my work ethic, like I have to be good at what I do. I can't just clock in and clock out. And I knew it would take everything I had. And it was, it was taking everything from me because of my work ethic, like my production, I have to have, you know, a great product. So I knew that that was like, kind of like my weakness. I didn't have boundaries, I guess is what you want to say. So I needed to step back and just gain those boundaries. But forties, when it all hit the fan for me, like it was, it's so amazing that you said that. I Jen, I, I coach people of every single country, whatever. My last client was from Spain and now I'm coaching someone from another uh, European country, but a hundred percent of the time, it doesn't matter the country, it doesn't matter the situation. There is a freaking perfect storm that when you are not aligned with your purpose and your calling, the universe said, uh, yeah, um, I let you play for 40 years. I'm going to go ahead and let the stuff hit the fan, the jockey stuff, <laughs> so that you actually finally listen to me. Okay, got it. Go for it. <laughs> Okay. I have a question then. So I'm 45. <laughs> my 40s have been pretty good so far. I'm like, you know, like I feel like each decade, like my 30s were better than my 20s. I really grew. So yeah. it's because I found my way. And I think I, I think look back and see yeah. like early 40s. I, I need to think about it more because I always have like a good outlook in life. And I think when you're totally deviated from your purpose, like I was, and like I sounds like Jen was. Uh-huh. there is going to be a perfect storm that says, okay, enough. Time to come back because you came here for a purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can choose to ignore it and continue to live your life depleted and just drained. Uh, in my case, it was a severe case of burnout. Um, or you can finally choose to hit the knees and say, I, I surrender. Please tell me because I cannot deal with this anymore. And the past will totally, totally unfold for you. You know, I was 39 when I got Reiki attuned. I'm like doing the math in my head. I think the math is right. <laughs> Maybe the universe is like, all right, we're going to take a look. You know, my reflux got bad when I was, when I hit 40, like that was a light switch, but um, that's good. 
Yeah. So I was sitting there thinking like, oh crap, I haven't had a shit storm yet. (laughs) (laughs) But that's good. Again, maybe, maybe it was the whole, like I squeaked in just in the nick of time, like with the rain. (laughs) (laughs) it's so funny because I was talking to someone when I left corporate America the first question by a peer in another organization are you crazy am I you're leaving this massive position this great job reputation that you have I'm like "I, I cannot do this anymore I cannot and then fast forward two months ago I was speaking to someone and she's like I cannot believe that you shut down something that was pretty much in place. Of course, we were talking about uh, corporate and work and nothing spiritual. She says, I cannot believe that you shut down everything that you have created and worked so hard for decades and just started from scratch pretty much. Well, I have two options. Option number one, continue through it and be miserable and live through the lack of energizing well-being that was possible for me and try to live under other people's perception of success or suffer equally, but just for a short period of time until I settle everything, knowing that everything else was going to unfold perfectly. So I picked the second one because I was tired of the mess that was happening before. (laughs) My life, that's my life. Tracy knows like I I just left I one day I just left I just took my little box no one could believe it I had calls from corporate like what are you doing I'm like I need to do this and I went to Arkansas and became Reiki attuned I found someone online that resonated with me and I knew that probably I may go back into the corporate world at some point which I did but it's very it's on my terms like I'm on my terms yeah And um, so that actually helped me with the boundary part so that I could re-enter it because I'm at the age where I still need to provide insurance for my family. I think actually we can also bring gifts that we have into the corporate world sometimes. Um, Oh, yes, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, and I think like that's going to be the future of corporate world life. I feel like, you know, people with gifts can actually very much contribute to the way we do business, because we have to have people that put things on the table for us to eat and make furniture and do things for us or provide homes for people. We have to have some type of business, but it can actually assist in that way. And I feel like I'm in a position now to do that, but I swear I totally, like when you were talking, I felt like that's exactly what happened to me. I started to have physical issues. I started to have physical problems and, you know, things like that. I want to add one more thing without derailing the topic. You said that uh, that's where uh, um, you could see where this is where we are heading. We could see it today with all of this. You have no idea how many people call me to speak at conference about mindfulness at work, about yoga and work, about um, all of these incredible stuff that three years ago, it will be unheard of to bring to the corporate world. So it's starting to happen, Jen. <laughs> okay. And on that topic, I'm noticing like at my day job too, like they're having like 
hey, there's like a yoga class at noon. Now, like I can't attend because like we deal with patients and stuff and people want to come on their lunch break or like they'll, they're having like mindful meditation and stuff like that. And like two of my coworkers are Reiki attuned. So I'm like, I Reiki attuned them. They, they said to me, I want to learn Reiki. So um, I'm like, we're going to have like, our little office is going to be this like, little like, you know, we're going to be bringing light and love all through this corporate corporation. There's another way, just to, to another slight derail, but there's another way I feel like it can be used, and I use this every day. I talk to people who aren't well physically um, every day, and um, and Tracy, you know, you deal with this too in your job. So I actually push Reiki energy. Not I know that they have to receive it, but I, I I actually am in the embodiment when I speak to them about very very serious topics. I am actually envisioning a vocal energy exchange in some way. I'm not placing hands on them and sending them symbols or anything. I literally am giving them of my, you know, with protection and everything, giving them vocal comfort. And I really feel that. And also I use my intuition sometimes in my job to make big decisions about certain things. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But I think you can really influence business with our, with our gifts. So anyway. Completely. Completely. Yep. Okay. Back to, <laughs> back to a real topic. <laughs> we need to just have coffee together off camera. <laughs> oh, I tell you, these conversations can be going for hours. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Um, so for the people that you have in session, do they ever come to you and say things before the session or do they ever help you with your direction uh, as far as where they want to go because I mean do you know because I'm sure you get all levels you get people who just say I have a blockage help me figure it out and then you get some people like I keep seeing myself in a jungle or something that's why I say that um in preparation for the session, the three things, uh, meditation, come with an open mind, and then identify your patterns, right? I prefer that people do not tell me, because as you guys know, this work is a lot about uh, intuition, and this work is a lot about, you know, it flows through your consciousness, right, in order to, for you to deliver the message. So that's my way of validating uh, that my mind is not um, interfering, and my experience are not interfering with the reading. I don't want to misread anyone. Um, if they don't tell me, it's better. After the session, though, they would tell me exactly, oh, my God, like I said, um, I have had dreams about this. I have had, uh, uh, I don't know, an inclination to this particular topic since I'm little or whatever that is. Before the session, my practice is to do my own meditation and set an intention that <clears throat> spirit brings the life that needs the most attention to that person so that they can start to uh, peel the layers of the onion so that they can manifest their best self. And I trust that that is provided. If a person shares with me that, um, oh, I keep seeing this or that, then it just literally deviates a little bit. Um, And I, you know, it taints a little bit the message. So yeah. I prefer not. Uh, how long does a session usually last? So 
I try to maintain it um, to an hour. Emphasis on try. <laughs> because um, it, it can take a lot from both the person uh, uh, for me. I do my protection. Um, I use my Reiki technique to uh, fulfill me with energy. Um, but this can be very intense. So I try to maintain it in an hour, um, but I always block half an hour extra uh, <clears throat> because I, I let spirit guide what is needed. I also allow for the person to tell them, um, hey, um, I will block the an extra half an hour because if we pass five minutes or 10 minutes, I want you to be safe for your uh, next commitments. Uh, but I try to maintain it on an hour. Uh, most of the time it stays within uh, that hour, but a typical session is basically uh, a sh very short, very, very short meditation. That's why I encourage for people to meditate on their own before, uh, just to get into a tune. Um, I get uh, the visions and the images and what's the problem, uh, what's causing the problem, etc. And then uh, I open up uh, for a short period of questions. Uh, if the person has questions while I'm still connected, then um, I, I answer to the best of my ability and then it processes. Now, are you able to do this remotely? I'm assuming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, most of the time I do it remotely. I only have done a handful in person. And while I have my boundaries, I cannot control for other people to have boundaries. <laughs> and uh, literally, there's always some sort of interruption. The last one I did in person, it was very, very interesting because I was in an open area. And of course, someone came in. And I was searching the flow. I was like, oh, Holy Spirit, do not let me lose the connection because this is going really well. And I really want to tap more into that. Uh, so I, a person came, asked a question to the person, the sitter that I was uh, uh, dealing with. And this is all spirit. I don't know how I was not able to lose the connection and then continue for a little bit longer. But I, I typically prefer virtually just because of that. That way I can reduce the interruptions and it's totally dedicated to that person. The very interesting thing is that I need to see you. I don't need to see you the whole hour. There was a person I said, oh my God, I look awful. I don't want to turn on the camera. I'm like, well, I never done it without seeing the person. Let's give it a try. I could not, I could not connect at all. I said, could you please turn the camera even if it's for 45 seconds? So she turned the camera on and poof, everything started flowing. <laughs> you do, you have to read a person's energy. That would be a very difficult thing to not have that. Yeah, yeah. Akashi records, no. Akashi records, I can do because I'm connecting to something else. I'm not connecting to you. So I actually, I prefer to do it. Um, on my own, on my quiet time, in my zone, in my space, and then I'll send you the whatever pages of reading. Do you do two separate types of readings? Like, and I <clears throat> go into like how people get in touch with you and what kind of services you offer, but I guess we can do that, you know, now or later, but do you have two people who would want Akashic versus? Yeah, I prefer it because I'm tapping to two different energies. The Akashic record is so high and so 
elevated. Um, actually, the messages sometimes are a little bit esoteric. Like sometimes it takes a person three times reading the four pages of notes to actually start getting because it's so elevated and so high. So yeah, I prefer a separate session, which is not necessarily a physical session. It's just a session for me and I will send you back your uh, notes and answer to any questions that you may have. And then um, for the past life regression, I, I tap into the person's energy and just see and I can deliver it right there and right away. Do you recommend like if someone's healing a blockage, do you recommend someone getting a certain number of sessions or is it just? <laughs> That's a very, very, very great question. So there was a person that she had such a deep blockage in one particular life that it took three times of getting together to uh, get it through. I cannot tell you how many because it depends on what you have experienced in your past life, okay? A lot of times with one reading, you will get a big chunk of that blockage out of it. But if the wound is very, very, very deep, then it may require more. Um, so so it, it is from person to person. I can tell Jen's like, <laughs> yeah. I can see the wheel spinning. <laughs> We're not done yet. I am so fascinated with the classic records versus like your past life. Cause I feel like past life is like, this is where you want to focus. This is, this is your big issues right at hand. I guess Akashic Records, is that something that you would want to know? If someone says, I want an Akashic Records reading, like the whole big picture, right? Where you've come from, where you are now, and how your journey might unfold yeah. in a couple of experiences, I guess. <laughs> Literally, me, two days ago, I was hearing Akashic Records, Akashic Records. I'm like, I don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, when it came loud in a boombox, I'm like, okay, I guess I listen. <laughs> so I downloaded and it was just a particular issue that I was facing with a corporate client, actually. Um, and again, I tried to tap into a past life to see if there was something there. There was something so minimal. So that maybe that's why I was hearing so much Akashi Records, Akashi Records, because it gave me the whole little perspective of how, why that person was coming again into my life and the role that that person and the situation play in the long term of my uh, overall path uh, to awaken and become a, a better person and a better person of service to others. So it could be for situations, it could be for your life purpose, it could be for, you name it. It could be in conjunction with a, a past life. In a past life, you get like the deep trauma that you need to heal. Uh, in the Akashi record, it's more of a high level picture. And sometimes, actually, in, in two of my Akashic Records readings for other people, I see glimpses of past lives too, but that's not the focus. Oh, this is honestly the most exciting and most amazing phase of, of my life, just to be able to grasp that and see people basically be able to breathe after. It is the biggest satisfaction that I have got in my life. Okay. Here we go. I'm going to go into it again. I got another question. 
<laughs> we feel like, you know, people ask us why we do what we do. We actually are trying to still determine why we do what we do. Correct, Trace? I learned a big transition. <laughs> like, but honestly, we know that the one thing we want to keep consistent is that we want to deliver people options to help them explore what they need to release in order to have happiness and self-fulfillment. I just have this need to do this. Whatever comes of this, we don't even really know beyond the fact that we just want to deliver options for people. I'm feeling like I just need to be a resource for people to let them explore anything. This lifetime right now is so pinnacle. I feel like this is so critical where a lot of us have done this and been through some really crazy stuff in past lives and in this life, even earlier life, to come to this point where we want to share and to provide and to serve. Do you feel that this lifetime is a particularly important lifetime as I do? And I yes. can't put my finger on it. I know yep. what's going on in the world. It's a critical pinnacle point for the planet in general. So one clarification that I have to make is that if you are in this path, like the three of us are, we have had many lifetimes where we dab or were fully immersed into this completely in many, many fashions, many, many fashions, whether it is like my friend with the herbs and the potions and oils or whether it is like a, a full-blown healer or maybe a wish you have been in this path in many lifetimes but this particular time we're going through a huge transformation and this is how I'm told where we are changing the density of the planet from a very dense environment to a lighter environment in the path toward progression and that's why COVID came to the whole freaking planet and forced us to look inside. And that's why there are so many uproars in many, many sections of the planet, because there are people that are resisting that and they want to pull back to the control. And that's where the wars come from. And that's where the social issues come from. And that's where the race issues are coming in the U.S. and the separation, because there's people that are resisting subconsciously that advancement and they are pulling back on control and that's what causes the uproar but yes we are since 2012 working progressively in a transition to elevate the energy of the planet that's what I'm told don't kill the messenger that's um, what <laughs> has come through in many 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 things uh, so that's why it is so important and that's why there's so much people awakening and becoming Reiki master like Tracy shared or starting to channel or just quitting their jobs and going to something totally opposite or crystal stores popping up in every corner which I am fascinated because I love crystals um yay um so that that's the reason why so you are correct Jen funny that you say 2012 what, what, what wasn't that a big year for something I can't remember but so it was um <laughs> it's very interesting this is going to get a little bit woo -woo. I, apo I, I, I apologize for the newbie listeners so 2012 was the end of the Mayan calendar and that's where they predicted that the world was going to end and a lot of people actually you could see the world is going to end at the end December 31st 2012 it's not necessarily that it ended it ended one phase 
and they started a new phase with a, a different energy. But I have to say in the planetary conjunctions that we have had over the last couple of months, I am not an astrologer. I don't dive into it. I just received messages of what's happening. We have received at least four and it's just the bombarding of our guys of energy to this planet to uplift the awakening is intense, intense. So for us people that are very attuned, it causes exhaustion, feeling like you have the flu, drain on those particular days, etc. It's just that we're being bombarded massively. Us, we suffer for a little period of time and then we feel a slight difference. Oh, this is nice. People that resist that change basically get angrier and, and just like more fearful and controlling, etc. So that's the typical reaction. More, I feel like a lot of them don't have the patience anymore to be here. I feel like people yes. are exiting, you know, I really do. Their souls, maybe it's not like a conscious decision. Yeah. Um, like it's a lot of people are not able to make the transition and it's not that it's not that they should be. It's just, that's the path right now. Yeah. And, and you know what? We all chose to be here at this particular time. It is up to us to remember that commitment or to keep entranced with everything that's happening and uh, drag us down. I don't want to be insensitive, but if we get too dragged with the situations that are happening in the world, we're not able to oblige the planet and, and help others. We cannot make ourselves miserable to help a miserable person. We can only help another person from a state of well-being and happiness. So if we observe and don't absorb, we're going to be better positioned to fill our roles. Wow. Oh my gosh. I told you, you would love her. <laughs> that's crazy. I've gone back to this 2012. It was the Mayan calendar. I was thinking of, that's when I got my first Reiki session too. I mean, we've talked like about, you know, when you're little, you, something happens and then you close all your like gifts off. Yeah. I started hearing stuff in my apartment. I think it was 2012. I can't, 11 or 12. I can't remember. But like, I remember someone telling me, or maybe it was a couple of years before that, but it was like, I was at a metaphysical store buying like stones to protect myself. Cause I'm like, I don't know what's in my apartment. But she was like, no, people are like opening up now. But 2012 is when I got my first Reiki session too. So like, uh, I, uh, there's no coincidence. Yeah. <laughs> I hit my forties. I'm like, what? <laughs> There are no coincidences. Everything is unfolding perfectly. Sorry, I'm song, the end of the world as we know it. That's what I would tell people. I'm like, it's the end of the world as you know it. That's what it is. It's, you know, yeah. it's the end of the world, you know it, but it's a completely different world. And so again, people, some people will not accept that. And others who do, it's not an easy journey either. It really isn't. So oh my I'm goodness. curious to see what kind of lifetimes, you know, have led up to this. I think to me, like, that's what I want to know about is it's very curious to me, like how I decided to come back or how, you know, person who serves, who kind of like is in tune with these changes, which are not always easy. It's not like a glamour. Nope. To get to this point, you have to admit, we're all sort of like have been through some kind of tough things, whether it's this lifetime or the last. Fuck yeah. And for me, my favorite part is the meme that is all over social media, what people think spiritual awakening is and all the light and meditation and blah, 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 versus the real thing with all the ugly crying. <laughs> 
it is because you're breaking shells and patterns that were in your life for many years, mostly 40 years, basically deconstructing yourself so that your light can shine. That is not an easy busy path at all. <laughs> okay, so how we get in touch with you. I want to talk about you know, what kind of services you offer. How can people get in touch with you and know all of the things that you offer? How would they start services with you? So the best way to get in touch with me is, uh, is through social media, Instagram, Twitter. Now, I have requested my guys that whoever is ready, come to me. I don't want people that is just curious. If you're curious and not ready, I have requested my guys. And for that reason, the access to everything that I offer is embedded through a little backdoor in my website. If you're able to be curious enough from the perspective of wanting more, you're going to be able to find it. But uh, basically the best way to get in touch with me is through social media, my website. I work with angels and archangels. Those are my absolute favorite because they are around me all the time and I channel them all the time and I feel yummy and cozy like a warm blanket when I work with them. So I work with angels. Um, I do angel readings with oracle uh, card reading. Uh, I do Akashi records and I do past life regressions. And of course, I do Reiki. <laughs> I'll be hitting you up. I was <laughs> before we taped this, but I was like, no, I'll just, I'll just wait till after we roll like see, see what's true. <laughs> Well, here's the other thing, you know, as someone who can see others like deal, you know, I can see kind of that information in others. I, I kind of know some of the important lifetimes I've been in, but it's kind of hard because some of it's just difficult, even with my intuition, because I do readings for people, just intuitive readings in general. It's very different when you're emotionally attached to some of these things. So yeah validation. And I, I know like when I had my first Akashic records reading, I felt like I was shocked at some of the lifetimes that I were, was brought forward for me. Cause I was like, I was not a nice person in some of my pa past lives. Like, and Completely. I see the dark side of like being so that we can choose the light. Like that's how I explained it to myself. Don't be so yep. hard. If you weren't always an angel of light, Jen, you know, like and when you say, you explain it to yourself. Don't discount your guys pushing ideas on you because I'm going to be very, very honest. Life has a very unique way of putting in your path what you need at the moment. So I consider the situations as a blessing, either a blessing because it's truly exciting and joyful or because I need to learn from it. I'm going to tell you a story very, very quickly because I know that we're running out of time. I told everyone that I was blocking my uh, progression in corporate America, my um, my promotions. I would say, oh, no, I don't want it. No, I'm not ready for that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So through a past life reading, I discovered that I have done some pretty good stuff and some pretty not that good stuff, okay? Specifically in two lifetimes were pretty nasty stuff. So because of that, I decided to punish myself in this lifetime and create 20 million blockages in my path. And I was told, you cannot punish yourself because you're deviating from your purpose. There's no light until there's darkness. There's no goodness until you have the contrast of the bad. 
And the fascinating thing is, I told everyone that I was uh, taking a mediumship course and that's why I discovered that I could read past life, blah, blah, blah. So this lady ad hoc pops out in my Instagram saying, hey, I'm coming out of my mediumship closet. That's actually the verbiage that she uses. Um, if you want to follow me to discover my awakening journey, please do so. So I click follow. Again, I think it came because of a hashtag. I, I'm not quite sure how she popped up. A month later, she says, I'm going to give a free course because this is all free because I'm developing blah, 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 blah. Four people join. She aligns us in pairs. And at the beginning, the person that I was aligned from the four persons, consciously, I wanted to align to another one, but I was paired with that, this one. It, it, we didn't resonate. It was kind of like a something, right? So I received the download, trust. There's a reason for this. I'm like, I don't like it, but I'll trust. <laughs> well, she was with me in one of the lifetimes that I was not great at. She's highly intuitive, incredibly gifted, incredibly gifted. We actually became very, 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 very good friends. One day I'm driving to my daughter's school and the flash comes to me. She is one person that you harmed in, a, in this particular lifetime. And you're here because you have both to overcome that. That's why you were paired together. 35 seconds later, because I counted it, she texted me. I know we were both part on this uh, particular lifetime. And I know that something bad happens. I forgive you, whatever it was. I just started sobbing. In the, and my daughter's like, mommy, everything okay? I'm like, yeah, everything is okay. Go, go. <laughs> so I call her. I'm like, you cannot believe it. It's exactly 35 seconds from a download that I received that definitely something has happened. And I appreciate and rest assured that I have punished myself enough in this lifetime <laughs> to make myself pay for it. She's like, you don't have to anymore. <laughs> so that's how it works. That is crazy. And I believe you about trust. I do. I really do. And I think that's where the issue has been is just that, I see something and because I'm such an emotional, empathic being, I want to make sure that I'm acting out of not fear, but love. And that it's truly something that I should follow. I'm getting that for myself, you know, for myself. Um, people ask me why I make decisions sometimes. You know, I started a business right before the pandemic. Like I started a business and it was the pandemic where everyone was shut in their houses. I had a hands-on business and they're like, how did you not see that? And I realized that it's probably because I wasn't supposed to start the business at that time, but I needed to come away from that environment to heal. Yep. I can actually do the business with a clear mind. And I actually spend time with my parents. So that is an unbelievable story. And I guess too, with people who, you know, do what we do, it really is a lesson in trust. It really is. Yep. Um, that is a great confirmation. So yeah, I can't wait to tap into your, to your services just to like have, you know, another person, you know, look at that too with me, you know, in my journey of trust, really. Delighted to help out. The last thing I want to leave everyone with is I'm an engineer. I need structure. I need parameters. I need a process, right? A hundred percent of the time, that I let go of my plans, it turns out beyond my wildest dreams. 
a hundred percent of the time. That's all I have to say about trust. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's a perfect way to wrap it up. Okay. <laughs> Contact information in the show notes, like as far yeah. as where you can get in, in touch with you. You said, you know, that's the last thing you want to leave people with. Anything else that you want people to know that we didn't touch upon? No, um, I think we touched in a lot of areas. Um, if you are new to this path, the, the purpose of our work is to help others uplift because when others are uplifted, we are uplifted too. So um, I realize and recognize and um, have compassion for all the skepticism around all of this work. Uh, do not reach out to anyone, forget about me, Tracy or Jen, anyone, if it doesn't feel right to you. Other than that, come with an open mind. Well, thank you so, so, so much, Nisha, for joining us and taking your time out today. We greatly, I love this episode. And again, I'll be contacting you. <laughs> but if you're new to the show and like what you hear, please leave us a five-star review. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, tell your friends to follow us and follow us on social media. Uh, we are at Soul Infusion underscore podcast on Instagram. On Facebook, we're just one word, Soul Infusion podcast. And on TikTok, we are at soul underscore infusion underscore podcast. Join us again in two weeks so we can infuse your soul with more mind, body, and soul goodness. Bye. Everybody. Yay.